Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me, as always, are Nick Martin, Tim Kalinowski, uh, and together the three of us are going to break down a very short Wednesday night slate in the National Hockey League, three games on offer. Um, Some interesting kind of ways in and out of these games. Uh, We'll start with Red Wings and Jets, Detroit is plus 140 uh, traveling to Winnipeg, laying minus 166 at home. The total is six here. The market's going to be sour on Detroit. It's It's been ugly. Whether like We'll, we'll joke on the show about the Patrick Kane move because we all saw this coming again. Uh, the the kind of mainstream hockey media making a big fuss about where you know Kane's decision, knowing full well that it, likely wasn't going to move the needle in the right direction for whatever team he went. But I do think it's coincidental more than anything that he joined the Red Wings and, and they've hit their biggest stumbling block block of the season. He's not the reason they're one five and one with them. Um they they weren't playing all all that great, uh, even when they were collecting wins. Uh they've dealt with some bodies in and out of the lineup for different reasons and are now not on stable footing. That said, the question comes down here, Nick, is is this the buy low opportunity? I would have leaned towards it being no when this line first offered was first offered. Uh, money has come in on Winnipeg, as expected. Um, at this price, it looks like a pass for me. I, I could honestly be talked into like a Winnipeg. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to use them as a leg into a parlay, but it does seem like this this price might creep up too high on Detroit. Yeah, I don't mind Detroit here. Um, you talked about the Kane thing. He got in at like the worst possible time because this Detroit team was just so ready to stop having every single shot go in the net and regress. And they're kind of just running into all of it at once. He comes on, everyone's dinged up. It makes me think of these coaches who join their teams at the perfect time, like with the wild and uh, the oil and just got the right end of it. So I think you can buy on Detroit a little in this spot. I don't mind it. And it is going to be Bersois and net. So some of the look-ahead prices, I think, are okay. It it just feels like it's kind of the low end of everything for Detroit right now. Yeah, there's going to be a time uh, to come in and, and, and buy low on, on this Red Wings team. I, I generally think the the, the Jets are the are type of team that, with their, their structure, that their depth, it's could be a tough sledding for Detroit and, and the Red Wings too, like that whoever's playing in goal for them, Huso's hurt. So I personally think they should just ride with Alex Lyon uh, as much as they could for the season. But the, the three goalie system hasn't really been working for them uh, at all. Uh, yeah, it's just been tough sledding for Detroit. It's this, this, this is a tricky one to, to, um, to handicap because I think you can make a pretty salient argument both ways. Uh, Tim, they're not scoring the Red Wings. They their defensive numbers have they've been playing low event pretty much all season in terms of their underlying metrics. But and against Winnipeg, you'd you'd think that the Jets would be the more likely team to grind out a result. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. And I, I was looking to, you know, like you guys said, kind of buy low in Detroit at some point. And I would have been a lot more excited to do so 
had Winnipeg um, beat Montreal in overtime, then it just, when you're kind of looking for that um, by low spot, you know, you look at if uh, Winnipeg had rattled off three in a row, you're kind of like, okay, now, now it's a spot. You're going to get tripped up here. The Red Wings team that really needs one. And also too, I'll be honest with the, the three game slate here. I, I came in, uh, to this episode, looking to kind of mail it in, looking to get a scheduled loss and just uh, not have much on these games personally. But um, since you two have talked, I've kind of been convinced on Detroit a little bit here, especially with uh, Broussois for um, for Winnipeg and Detroit. I think they're they're better than they've played uh, recently. So I think I could be convinced of Detroit in the spot because there's only three games and I like to bet I have a little something every single night. So I'll probably buy on Detroit. I'll, I'll be the sucker. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd say it's sucker either. I think looking at the prices, that's kind of the take. Like, I think it's kind of that or pass. I don't know. Like, you're, yep, they've yeah, been competitive enough. Yeah, you know, you take the number and, and and you factor out home ice advantage or whatever, and you're looking at a plus one sixty on Detroit and on neutral ice, and we love the Jets. It seems like it might home get a ice advantage bit. for a Jets team that has a better record on the road. Yeah. Also, I'll yeah. note. And and just one more thing too. I I thought that they would have um, that Winnipeg would have more issues um, scoring without Kyle Connor, and that hasn't really been the case. Uh, you know, Velarde has stepped Velarde's up. ridiculous. Yep. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I still sort of believe that that could be a problem. So I think um, if I'm going to have that take, I have to put my money where my mouth is a little bit here with a uh, little Detroit, little Detroit love. The uh, headliner in Washington D.C. Knicks Capitals, my Islanders, Islanders traveling on a back-to-back. Uh, Caps banged up. No Oshi. Uh, still no Pacioretty, though he is close. Um, no Sonny Milano, the Long Island native, missing, missing out on this one. Uh, the Islanders will still be without three of their opening day defensemen, Mayfield, Pellick, and Pollock. Um, and they do play Tuesday night, and we are recording this on Tuesday afternoon. So if anything changes there, we apologize. Um, if be sure to check out the app uh, if things do change and bets come in. It will be Simeon Varlamov against his former team. Uh, the Caps, I saw the morning line rush or the the pra- morning practice lines today, Nick, and it looks like a, there's just like a lot of uh, plug and play because of injuries and whatnot. And uh, I think people who are wondering where Ovechkin's offensive production is gone, you can take a look at the the roster he's playing with and maybe deduce part of part of it, at least part of it is, is, is uh, the, the, the talent isn't there anymore. It, it's funny because the Islanders have been a, a distinct over team this season. As Tim uh, noted, 18, 11 and one uh, going into the Edmonton game on Tuesday. But this game feels because of the, the team that the Islanders will be playing much like it has more ingredients towards an under and a very low event sleepy game. I think that's kind of what both teams would like to try to do for this one. Uh, but this is all pencil and paper handicapping because I think the line looks just about correct here. Yeah, I wouldn't bet under five and a half. I think that's insane on an Isles back-to-back. And I actually really disagree about the Capitals' lines. Nothing that's changed in this game is anything that matters about why they've been winning if you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. unfortunately, the reality is Oshi hasn't mattered. He hasn't. They want to play him. He deserves that. But he hasn't been a game changer. Like, as a Caps fan, I'm just as excited to see Mershnichenko get a chance to play. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. 
There's every world that he outperforms Sonny Milano. Like all those guys are just moving parts. None of them are anyone that moves the needle. There's mm -hmm. only a few guys that could come out of this lineup and really move the needle for me. It's basically Wilson, uh, Strom, and then the biggest one obviously is Carlson. He's been ridiculous. He plays so many minutes. So I think if like you're going to get into a situation eventually where there's discounted prices on the caps because of those, maybe it'd be the time. But I also just continue to think the caps are kind of uh, a little overvalued anyways. So I don't love it. I kind of think it's the, the Islanders are pass. Honestly, it just feels like such a tough time for uh, Washington to keep grinding out wins the way they have. But um, yeah, I... I Really didn't have a lot on this game. It all looks just right there. With the with the cap sitting at a minus one twenty five favorite, as we look at it, I think it has a little too much um, Islanders back to back baked into it. Honestly, um, I think I think high, uh, high, more highly of the Islanders than this line indicates. And like I said, I know it's the back to back. So I said it a couple episodes ago, you know, with Carolina, where I said I actually want to see how they play in the first half of this back to back. Like if the Islanders get their their face kicked in by Edmonton on Tuesday night, then I'd be like looking to kind of buy them from like a, a bounce back perspective. If, um, and if not, then, you know, I have no problems not playing it, but I feel like the capitals make the, have the correct ingredients for like an Islanders get right bounce back spot. If the uh, first half of their back to back goes as so. Yeah. Uh, and of course the obligatory, I'm still looking, uh, I'll still probably look to play Mike Riley props here. Uh, if the after, stay he, after he has it, a hat trick yeah on, exactly uh, get those bets in or get those bets in before the hat trick against the Oilers uh yeah I, I think you guys are probably right it, it's probably the Islanders are probably the technically right side here but uh it does seem boring league price I guess Seattle and LA LA also on a back-to-back -back. uh the Kraken plus 145 uh traveling to the uh is it it's still crypto.com Arena, crypto.com uh, arena. It, it's, it, it, it's Staples Center. Come on. Staples yeah. Center, whatever uh, you want to call it. Uh, Kings minus 175, a uh, total of six here. Uh, Los Angeles will play David Riddick on Tuesday night against the Sharks. Uh, Phoenix Copley on LTIR. I really don't know if there's a much of a difference between Riddick and, and Copley. I don't think you can fuss too much about that one. Um, but that means Talbot against the Kraken. This one, like... I'd be tempted a little bit by Seattle because uh, I do imagine, especially if, if LA looks uh, good against San Jose on, on Tuesday night, maybe a little bit more money comes in on the, on the Kings, but kind of like everything else on, on this slate, the other two games, it doesn't, it's not all that appealing. If if this game was on Tuesday night slate and there is nine other games to choose from, I think I'd walk right past it, Nick. Yeah. The reality of this slate is this is a bad, bad handicapping slate, fun games, but not really, they didn't really give us anything here. I almost wonder about the over just because the Kraken have been uh, just so on the low end of their goal scoring upside for so long. But uh, even that is just not, not the dream. I was I was originally thinking this opening number looked really good, hoping that they would do the Riddich game Wednesday. But I think they've got the right idea here. Let them try to get in there versus San Jose and, and hope to give him a good team performance defensively and let him get his bearings a little bit. Um, I didn't really have too much here either. We just, these teams just played and it was a pretty lockdown kind of game. The Kings probably could have fared better than getting into a shootout. 
Um, yeah, I didn't really have a lot either. The one you could maybe, if you wanted to try and do a Tatar point and see if he gets off on the right foot because they're playing him on the top line, or you could at least see how much the point moved compared to where it was with Colorado. But that's really, I, I really don't have a lot here. Yeah, the Kraken are, um, are pretty, uh, they have they have been etched into my uh, do not bet list for the last couple of weeks. Whether I was doing it proactively or not, they're a hard team to bet on. And yeah. uh, like the the number like of, of the Kings back to back here makes the Kraken less appetizing in terms of getting a longer number, which is like, I am not you know, jumping out of my skin to go bet on the Seattle Kraken, like by any means. Well, and the thing with the Kraken is they're kind of like a flames in that the games, like the underlying results are close and they, they do have that, like they're seemingly underperforming in terms of their expected record. And they have that ability to kind of play with anyone and kind of make it a bit of a grind. Um, so it just feels like I don't want to like fade the, or like fade them right now in spots like this where they're probably at like the low end of their value, but maybe that's a little irrational. I don't know. I just look at something like I, I think this team's still capable of doing like what Calgary did to Florida last night. Like they can still mm -hmm. win games in that way, and they're probably due to do it a couple more times soon. So it's just like I don't know. They're yeah, they're kind of in that in that list for me too right now. It's like we have these back-to-backs and, you know, the Caps, like catching the Islanders on the back-to-back, -back, the Kraken catching the Kings on the back-to-back. -back, and they're just not, uh, the Caps and the Kraken there in the, are in the same box of like just not exciting to catch the team on the back-to-back -back because I would like to have a team that I know is capable of filling the net and can maybe just, you know, really, really capitalize on a team that maybe is, is going to be a, a little bit slower. All right, uh, before we go, and I, and I didn't, jot this down on, on the rundown or anything but i will ask it just because it, it is an ugly slate and there's only three games on it and uh we've kind of just danced around these games but let's just put it this way if you had to pick cider total your favorite bet on the board wednesday night three games uh what would it be i'll go first i guess it would end up being the islanders as a plus money underdog uh in in washington um nick i'm close on the isles or detroit but i think i'm, I'm gonna say detroit um yeah, they just they still have that offensive upside and should be a good power play. Like it's been a bit of a transitional period. We've probably seen kind of the low end of things. Uh you take Hellebuck out. I don't know. I, I think I gotta go with Detroit. I'll also slide in there too as I look at the schedule. We talk about these back to backs. Since this the the next episode will still kind of come out where some of the lines will probably be out early enough that this still matters. I think that Columbus could be a good bet versus Washington on Thursday. Um, that seems like the kind of game to me where you might see some weird openers uh, early tomorrow. So that'd be kind of what I'm keeping my eye out. I think the Blue Jackets can really kind of catch the caps in that spot. And um, it's tough that I had to bat last year with you guys going. Oh, you, you could know. take the same one. Take, absolutely take it, the same one. I would take Detroit. And you know, I'll, I'll say like this. If the Islanders get their teeth kicked in by Edmonton, I would bet the Islanders in a get-right spot. If that does not happen, I'd take Detroit. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for obliging there. Uh, that's you know that's what I like about you two guys. Not fussy. No divas here. Mad that I went off script. Uh, we'll see you again on, on Thursday morning for what will be a much more exciting uh, slate of games. Next week, our schedule will be a little jumbled because of the holidays. 
I will sort that out uh, on tomorrow's episode too. Uh, but until then, for for Tim and Nick, I'm Michael. Thank you for listening and good luck with all your bets on Wednesday. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.